Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. A bit of a mixed year for New Zealand Rugby League. And uh, obviously Benji Marshall, he retired the other day, so he's played his last game, obviously for the Rabbitohs, but also for the Kiwis. And it's been an unbelievable career for Benji. 31 tests for the New Zealand Kiwis, and he's been part of some of the biggest moments in the history of of the Kiwis, uh, obviously the World Cup. It's probably the standout for me, the 2008 Rugby League World Cup. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, It's something that I will never forget in Rugby League history. I'm so glad that I was able, that I was alive to be able to watch that. It was just incredible what the Kiwis did that season and in that competition, it was unreal. That Australian team, they were stacked. So to see what transpired there was unbelievable. Benji, obviously there's the moment where Billy Slater's going out, he flicks it back in and Benji takes it and scores. An unbelievable moment and a brain explosion from Billy Slater. But Benji, he just always puts himself in the right spot. And, you know, he's arguably, you know, talking to Isaac and Jackson the other day on YKTR, they said that, you know, Benji Marshall, he is their Drew Johns essentially, which is, you know, the ultimate compliment I assume as a Kiwi you can get because we hold Joey so high. So for someone to be called the Andrew Johns of New Zealand, that is massive. It's huge. And uh, obviously he retired, so we're never going to see him play for the Kiwis again. Another guy that retired this year is Isaac Luke. Uh, I think people forget how great Isaac Luke was. Obviously came along in the era of Cameron Smith. uh, So was never considered the best hooker in rugby league. But there was a brief period of probably two or three years where he was right on par with Cameron Smith, in my opinion. Obviously when South Sydney won the comp in 2014, he didn't get to play in the grand final. So I think people forget just how dominant he was that season. He was unbelievable, Isaac Luke. One of the toughest little bastards to ever play rugby league. And it's really underrated the skill set he had and the read on the game that he had. His defense was unbelievable. As I said, tough as nails. If He's one of those guys that if Isaac Luke was next to you pulling on a jersey, I imagine he just would have lifted your confidence. I remember when I was a kid, when I was young, like probably in high school, I remember that I was at the movies one time and uh, Isaac Luke was there with his kids and... Mate, just watching his kids run around the cinema and carrying on, it was pretty much only us in there. And we sort of said to Isaac, we don't care, mate, all good. So the kids ran around and everything. And 
he was just the nicest guy in the world. As you can imagine, all fathers are, no doubt about it. But seeing him on Wednesday afternoon at the movie theater, playing around with these kids, wrestling on the floor, giggling, laughing, you know, putting on different noises and stuff. And then watching him on Friday night run out for South Sydney and just turning into an absolute maniac. He was just that sort of footballer. Tough as nails, extremely skillful. Played 43 tests for the Kiwis. Now, Considering Benji played 31, SJ 32, I probably wouldn't have guessed Isaac Luke was that high, but that's how long he was in this side for, so a champion Kiwi player. Obviously, the other downside of this year for New Zealand Rugby League was Roger Tuovasashek. He's gone to Rugby Union. He's chasing a dream to represent the All Blacks in the next Rugby Union World Cup. We do wish Roger all the very best, but as far as Rugby League goes, a huge loss for us. Also leaving after playing just 20 tests for the Kiwis. Obviously had a couple of injuries and whatnot. In the last few years, there hasn't been any tests because of COVID and whatnot. I think 2019 was the last time the Kiwis played in a test. uh, And it was against Great Britain and all them. So... Roger Tuovasashek, just off the top of my head, I think he's 27 at this stage in his career. So hopefully we do get to see him back. I would imagine after that World Cup, which off the top of the dome, I think is in two years, I would hope we do get to see RTS back um, to play even more tests. I think he, he really does have the potential to definitely top Benji and Sean Johnson as far as games played. He's only 10 and... 12 off their mark. But Isaac Luke, he's got 23 games to uh, chase him down. So it'll be a big test for him. The one positive coming out of New Zealand Rugby League uh, this year when you look to next year is that Sean Johnson, he is returning to the New Zealand Warriors, which I think is going to be sensational. Uh, I spoke about Sean Johnson when he left uh, the, actually, no, I didn't have the page then. I remember saying to my mates and stuff that I think this is a great move. It's time for Sean to move away from the Warriors. It's time for the Warriors to move away from Sean. It was a marriage that wasn't going anywhere fast. Sean Johnson had to leave to learn his trade properly. And wow, hasn't he done that? The last two or three years have been incredible at the Cronulla Sharks. Injuries have derailed it a little bit at key moments. But the football he's playing is some of the most controlled we've ever seen. And in my opinion, the best that we've seen from Sean Johnson. So he will be representing the Kiwis over the next few years once COVID gets back to usual. He's 31 years old right now, I believe, SJ. So you'd have to think he would have at least two more years to run dare I say, probably three or four the way he's playing if his body holds up. But what it got me thinking about is these four guys that they have been absolute superstars for the Kiwis from, you know, Benji obviously made his Kiwis debut in 05 or 06. And all these guys, they have dominated. When I think the New Zealand Kiwis, these are the guys that I think about over the last 15 years. Uh, And obviously they're the entertaining guys. Benji, SJ, RTS, the highlights reel is unbelievable. Isaac Luke, tough as nails. Just a little bit smaller than everyone else, but tougher than everyone else on the field. Really sums up what the Kiwis are about for me. With the skill set that I think we all forget about, really developed his kicking game whilst at South Sydney as well. And, you know, he he could skill it up with the very best of these guys. Doesn't have the highlights reels these other fellas do. But some of the moments that Benji, SJ, RTS have provided us with the Kiwis. I mean, Benji, you you, you name it. Some of the plays he's come up with for the Kiwis. We we mentioned that try that he scored. Uh, I think there there was an intercept in the early part of his career that I remember. SJ's had a heap, obviously, to win the was it the World Cup or the Tri-Nations, whatever it was, over in England when he put that step on Georgie Burgess and scored. A couple of the passes he threw to Manu Vadavai, big cutouts to win big games for the Kiwis there. He's been involved in a few huge boil over Sean Johnson. And Roger, the amount of work he does and how he just dazzles with his sidestep consistently for the Kiwis. Three unbelievable talents. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be unreal if we got to see these four guys at their peak 
playing together. Now, obviously, for the Kangaroos, you had Slater, Smith, Kronk, who, whilst, you know, maybe, like, at some point, they all would have been at their peak. Maybe it wouldn't have been at the same time, but they were all, you know, top five players at worst the entire time they played for the Kangaroos, yeah? So at some point, they were probably all at their peak, or definitely one was, and the other one was just off it or whatever. I'm not sure if there was a key game where all three of those, that big three, you know, and then you throw in Inglis and these sort of guys that were playing for the Kangaroos as well, if they were ever at their absolute peak, all of them at the same moment. But they had so many guys to pick from. That's not the situation that the Kiwis are in. And what I was thinking the other day, if you could have had a year or two with a spine of Isaac at hooker, Benji at halfback, Sean Johnson at 5'8", and RTS at fullback, with them at their absolute peak. This would have been the New Zealand Globetrotters. They would have been so good to watch. Would they win every game? I've got no idea. But would I miss a single game featuring these four? Not a hope in hell. I still remember in 2019 when it looked like for the first time we were going to see SJ, Benji, and RTS play together in the same Kiwi squad. I was so excited about it. They obviously got to play a couple of games against Great Britain, which wasn't overly exciting. That Great Britain team was pretty average, if you cast your mind back to that. They got to play one game game against the Kangaroos. Kangaroos did a number on them. But as we all know with these teams, these Kiwi sides, they get better the more time they spend with each other. And geez, I would have loved to have seen these four go into like a World Cup together, spend a couple of months together, get used to each other's trade and really build a combination because it would have been sensational. I was thinking the peak of all these guys. For me, Isaac Luke, I think it was 2014 when South Sydney won the comp. He was arguably the best hooker in the game. He was definitely pushing Cameron Smith for the best hooker in the game status. Uh, Obviously missed out on the grand final. So I think people underrate how good this season was, but in defense, he was one of the most terrorized defenders in the game in 2014. Then with the ball in hand, playing eyes up footy was unbelievable. They also won the nines competition that year or like three months after that. And mate, he was so fast out of dummy half. I'm from memory. It's him that sets up the winning try in the nines grand final. That's the sort of player he was. Eyes up footy. Ruck recognition was unbelievable. A real running nine who was tough as nails. He's sort of like a hybrid of like essentially a Harry Grant and a Brandon Smith. He's sort of that sort of player. He could he could just bulldoze. He was built like a little fridge, but then he was also quick and dynamic like Harry Grant. So one of the best hookers we've ever seen, Isaac. And if you were to have him at hooker, Benji at halfback. Now for me, you could have Benji sort of nowadays, more of a traditional seven, or you could take Benji of 2010, who was just on another level. And for me, I'm going to take Benji of 2010. That was the year that he won the golden boot. He was just braining this competition. He was unbelievable. The one that always stands out for me is a try that he scored against the South Sydney Rabbitohs where he got it off a scrum and he went right foot, stepped in, turned about two bodies, came off his left and burst through. Just stuff that you didn't see guys do on a regular basis. But Benji, that's always been the sort of footballer he is. And then obviously around that 2010 mark, 2009, you had a couple of unbelievable plays too. You had the flick around the back to Blake Ashford that night against the Parramatta Eels. I remember one day at Leichhardt Oval, he threw this cutout pass to Bo Ryan. It must have been a 35-meter cutout pass. And it was left to right as well. His strong side is right to left. So watching Benji do that sort of stuff, 
just incredible to see. I would take 2010 Benji at halfback, one of the best kicking games as well. Criminally underrated, especially his like mid-range kicking game from about 40 metres out. If you remember, Benji used to, you see Nathan Cleary do it now, but he does it about 15 metres out from the line where he puts in that sort of curving grubber. Mate, Benji used to do that from 40 metres out. He'd get it just to like the right of the uprights. He'd get it early in a set so the winger would be up and he'd curve it into a gap. And then as your fullback was chasing the ball, it'd just curve away from the fullback and he'd end up getting it right in the corner. And then the West Tigers, they would just umbrella their defense and bury teams in the corners. It's one thing that I always loved with Benji. People always talk about the step, you know, the flick pass. I used to love that kick that he used to do where he just used to curve the ball, let the ball do the work and force fullbacks to come out of corners. Because when you put in those kicks, it, it means that the fullbacks, they're not running onto them. They're running around them to get to it. So you waste so much time and it really puts the defense on the front foot. So Benji of 2010 would take him at halfback in this team. Sean Johnson, he would be my 5'8 in this Globetrotters uh, squad. And... Uh, mate, SJ's had so many highlights. I'm sure a lot of people are expecting me to say 2011 SJ. I'll tell you what, I've got to take 2020 Sean Johnson. I just think that his game is just so complete now. And I'm taking 2010 Benji. He's got the highlights real. Sean Johnson still does. But for me, I'd be letting Benji play predominantly down that left edge. And I'd be letting Sean Johnson play on the right edge. Would I be telling them to stay on those edges? No way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But I look at Sean Johnson. He plays his best footy at the moment down that right edge. The Cronulla's right edge in 2020 was unbelievable off the back of Sean Johnson. A heap of tries. He's probably unlucky. If he wouldn't have got injured, it would have been really interesting to see the Sharks in the finals. And I think he could have pushed for a Dally M medal too, SJ. I think people forget that. So SJ on the right as my 5'8". Some of those balls he's been throwing over the last two years for the Cronulla Sharks and the way that he has matured as a footballer. I know that Isaac John had SJ on his podcast yesterday and I'm waiting for that one to drop. I cannot wait to hear that interview with Sean. Johnson really really looking forward to that one heading back to the New Zealand Warriors next year which is very exciting at fullback Roger Tuovasa Sheck the one in the New Zealand Globetrotters I would take Roger from 2018 to 2019 2018 uh, well actually let's go back 2016 is the year that he does his ACL 2017 he comes back he plays well 2018 he wins the Dalian medal an incredible effort from Roger Tuovasa Sheck and dare I say Yes, he won the Dally M medal in 2018, but I think he was better in 2019, to be perfectly honest with you. So I would take Roger from those two years. You could take Roger from the Roosters as well. Obviously, so dynamic, so young, but the way that his game has improved over the last few years and the little bits that he's added, he's becoming more and more like Slater, especially in defense. You know, I said at the start of the season that he's one of the best defensive fullbacks in our game, and a lot of people push back on it, but I mean, cast your mind back to that defensive play he made on Jordan Rapana. The Raiders win that game for all 
all money. There's only a few guys that could have made that tackle in the history of rugby league. Slater's one of them, and Rogers another one of them. Heaps of guys could have made it, but not enough guys would have put themselves in the right position to be there for that play. And that's what Roger does a lot. You have a look how many times he holds guys up over the line as well. All part of being a defensive fullback. His positional play is sensational as well, Roger. So I would have to have him at fullback. If I had this spine of 2014 Isaac Luke, 2010 Benji Marshall, 2020 Sean Johnson, and 2018 to 2019 Roger Tuivasa-Sheck at fullback, wow, this New Zealand Globetrotter team, they would be must-watch television every single time they stepped on the field.